I would like to give thanks to the ancestors, known and unknown, those who have paved the way for us to survive this moment of time and to have a reference point to use as a blueprint to deal with these hellish times we are living in. I would also like to give honor and reverence to the woman of the universe for your superior work, for bringing forth the spiritual information through the triple stage of darkness of your womb and giving birth to God. We would like to give reverence to the universe and praises to the indigenous. My name is Raheem Shabazz and this is Necessary Blackness Podcast. Necessary Blackness Podcast, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognizes no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought. Hey Atlanta, have you heard? True Laundry Detergent is now offering free shipping in the Atlanta area. Just text the word TRUE to 404-493-0523 or give us a call. That's 404-493-0523. True Detergent is four times concentrated and perfect for those HE washers. Just one ounce removes dirt, brightens fabrics, and leaves each load with a clean, fresh scent. Best of all, True contains no animal products, and it's safe for sensitive skin. Follow us on social media, True Detergent ATL. Award-winning producer Raheem Shabazz continues the Elementary Genocide documentary series with the School to Prison Pipeline. That film exposes the social engineering done to African-American children in the school system. And his other film, Elementary Genocide 2, The Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration, takes an even deeper look at the history of the American school system and how it was made to justify subjugating black Americans. These films are on track to be the most discussed films in black America. These films feature people like Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Kretz Welsing, and many, many more. The documentary is available right now at elementarygenocide.com. That's elementarygenocide.com. Peace and power, black family. This is your host, Raheem Shabazz, and I am here for another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast. And today's podcast is dedicated to our beloved brother, Dick Gregory. As many of you know, our brother has transitioned on Saturday, and he now joins the spiritual realm, and he is one of our ancestors now. Dick Gregory was more than a comedian legend. He was a griot, a truth teller, and a prophet. Dick Gregory embodies a fearless warrior that today's activist stands on the shoulders of. And before we begin our podcast, I would like to open up with a very profound quote that Dick Gregory said. He said, this isn't a revolution of black against white. This is a revolution of right against wrong. And right has never lost. With that said, family, we're going to go into a clip of our great grandmaster teacher, Dick Gregory. Supposedly, this was his last speech. And I'll be honest with you, I'd rather go to church and listen to the most vulgar gangster rap in church 
than hear you niggas sing Amazing Grace. Do you know how filthy that song is? Do, do, do you know people all over the world laugh at you? And the sad part about it, most of you don't know, John Newton wrote that song. I mean, I know that. He, he, was, he was a drug, a, 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 a slave trader that would make Hitler look like an altar boy. Came out of a house where his daddy was a preacher. So he knew about repentance, although he had denied the church. And then he got caught out on one of his pleasure boats. Got caught out on pleasure boat. And the storm came up. Y'all know the story, someone? Make Katrina look like a picnic. And he fell on his knees and said, God, oh Lord, let me repent, forgive me, don't let me die. And the storm ceased. <laughs> and he was so grateful, he wrote that song. And you niggas sitting up here talking about forgive a wretch like, you don't even know what a wretch is. He said, forgive a wretch like me. Can you imagine if that boy's mama would have been a whore and as notorious as he was? And, and God saved her, and she write a song talking about thank God for forgiving a whole like me, and your black mama sitting up in church singing, forgive a whole like me. What kind of fools are y'all? Huh? I go all over the world. I go to China, check out the Christian community. <laughs> Jesus looked Chinese. <laughs> Go, go to Africa, India, Jesus look Indian. Go to Japan, Jesus. go to Brazil, Jesus look Brazil. Come back home to America and go in the black community to a black church and Jesus is a white man and you wonder what's wrong with your children, you nigga. Huh? Christ got 12 disciples. Christ born in a place where it ain't nothing but niggas. And he got 12 disciples. He didn't only pick European. He picked 11 Englishmen. Where names like that? Peter, Paul, Matthew. Where it come from over there? All 11 of them is white boys except the nigga that killed Christ. Here, Arab Jew, Judah, and you put that crap down on your children and wonder why these niggas are so crazy? That was Baba Dick Gregory giving the truth up, as he always do, as he used to continuously do, regardless to whom of what. Now, be mindful that Dick Gregory was more than... A comedian legend and that is the narrative that is being said about the brother in mainstream media what they're not going to tell you 
is the political side, the civil rights side. Dick Gregory was shot in the leg in 1965 during the Watts riot when he was out there trying to defuse what was going on. And then in 1967, Dick Gregory ran for mayor as a write-in candidate. And then a year later, he ran for president as a write-in candidate for the Freedom and Peace Party. See, these are things that mainstream media is not going to tell you about Dick Gregory. Yes, he is a comedian legend, but he was more than a comedian. When you judge it by the standards of today's comedian, he was one individual that called out Donald Trump for who he is, a racist and a white supremacist. He didn't do like Steve Harvey and go meet with Donald Trump. Dick Gregory was unapologetic until the day that he died. And with that, I would like to say rest in peace to a true social justice warrior and civil rights icon, Dick Gregory. You will surely be missed, but you will not be forgotten. So right now, what we're going to do, family, is we're going to play a clip from a speech that Dick Gregory gave at the State of the Black Union. But first, let me forget the intellectual stuff right now, which I love. And I've got to get down to some, some personal business, which you'll probably find out about after we leave here. I was standing back in the back waiting to come on when you had your sponsors out here. So when they came by, they passed me, and I did say something to them. And I know they're going to tell you. <laughs> See, I thank the white dude from Walmart <laughs> for my cousin. This past Christmas, they had prices so low, he didn't have to shoplift. Yeah. The, the brother that passed by from Exxon Mobil. Now, a lot of people don't know they had gift packages for us, you know? And they had an Exxon Mobil credit card for gas. Right. I gave him mine back. Because I said, every time I go to Exxon and buy gas, I love water. A gallon of water costs more than a gallon of gas. Can you give me a water card? Yeah. <laughs> be honest, the black brother from Wells Fargo, uh -huh. head of the mortgages, I pulled him over and said, I need to talk to you. He said, Brother Greg, you need a mortgage. I said, no, they took my house when times was good. No <laughs> <laughs> mortgage. <laughs> Here's what I asked him. Yes, sir. I asked for a loan and a cosigner. 
to open up a black business. I want to open up a black airline <laughs> named Tamika A. And my motto will be, we leave late, but we get you there on time. white airlines will be the only one can say we guarantee we won't lose your luggage because you can't bring none with you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be a good Christian airline. <laughs> we ain't selling no alcohol on the plane. You bring your own, we just sell the setup. <laughs> So I just want to. That's all. Now to my mayor, Mr. Mayor. I just want you to know how bad things are. When you said Chocolate City, I had just walked in the hotel room. I was in Europe and turned on the news and I heard you say Chocolate City. I thought you was talking about Hershey, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and then I heard all the white folk complaining about you call this town Hershey, Pennsylvania. Look, all my life, they've called this town Sin City, and nobody came. deceitful, nasty, ungodly, unspirit. When you said chocolate means love, kindness, tastes good, is good. Huh? So do color matter? Let me tell you something. I had a dream last night. Now I'm 75 years old. I dream I saw God. Now, being 75, I said, excuse me, Mr. God. Can I have a word with you? He said, yes, my son. I said, you know, they just had a Polish pope. Will we ever get a black pope? He said, yes, my son, but not while I'm God. And finally, let me say this. Thank you. <laughs> Thank this movement. I'm not talking about the ones we know about. I'm talking about the ones we don't know about. Thank God there is a God that know all the names. And because of this movement, I didn't come up in a civil rights family. Nobody teach me that. I thought everything was okay. I didn't get it at home. And when I heard it at home, I heard it from some ignorant part of you. Is these redneck, uneducated, pot belly, 
crackers that create the problem. And at nine years old, I say, since when that type of white boy determined public policy? <laughs> My problems with the president are hard and Yale and MIT and the major corporations until we leave this little daddy boy alone. We will never deal with it. And so again, I say where I am from this movement, it gave me a turtle philosophy after looking at that black woman I'm married to and being part of this movement. <laughs> I am the turtle, hard on the outside, soft on the inside, and willing to stick your neck out. That's what it's about. Huh? That's what it's about. What it's about. And all of us, all of us in this movement, I'll come up as a black man thinking hard on the inside, hard on the outside, but I wasn't hard on nobody but black folks. And looking at my wife deal with 10 black children with softness, that I became soft the inside. And finally, let me just say this. I'm tired of people talking about this election from the standpoint of fear. Fear and God do not occupy the same space. Listen, I don't want nobody to tell me and tell my grandchildren to go to the polls and vote against something. That's ungodly. With the beauty of this country, and all the things we got to vote for. You don't have to tell me about Bush. When I see him on TV, I say to my grandchildren, if he was alive, he'd be a sick man. <laughs> <laughs> but my mama, my mama was so busy teaching me about the devil, I'm a grown man before I found out the beauty of God. Huh? I don't need to talk about the filth of filth speech for herself. For itself, and I say thanks to the two most powerful folks in the history of America, the black woman and the black church. That's, huh? Huh? And I never knew I never knew how smart that black woman was till I look at my wife Lillian. That didn't make it. It was when Kobe Bryant got in that mess. <laughs> you remember? They accused Kobe Bryant of raping a white woman, and he went home and bought his wife a $4 million diamond ring. Let me tell you something. If a white woman accused me of raping her, and I go and give my wife a $4 million diamond ring, she'll go get two more white women. to know wherever that ring came from, there's a matching necklace and bracelet. Oh. <laughs> Dick Gregory. <laughs> Peace and power, black family. This is your host, Raheem Shabazz. And that was our beloved brother, Dick Gregory. And this is a special podcast that's dedicated to our brother. May he rest in power. Now, last week was a monumental week. 
not only was August 22nd my birthday, but it was also the day that we dropped Elementary Genocide 3 Academic Holocaust. Three days prior to that, we allowed individuals to go online and stream it before they was able to actually purchase the DVD. And I must say, we had over 1,500 individuals that went online and streamed it. So I want to give a shout out to everybody that joined us on that stream. I want to give a shout out to everybody that purchased the DVD. But more so, I want to give a shout out to all the individuals that in the early stages, in the early development of this documentary, they contribute to our Indiegogo campaign. We have fulfilled that campaign order, so if you contribute, you should be receiving your DVD any day now. If you haven't received your DVD by next week, then give us an email. Drop us an email at rashatvision at gmail, or you can email me personally at raheem.shabazz at gmail. So that's it for me right here on Necessary Blackness Podcast. Make sure you hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and my handle is at Raheem Shabazz. And if you don't have your copy of Elementary Genocide 1, Elementary Genocide 2, and now Elementary Genocide 3, you can get your copy by simply going to elementarygenocide.com. Peace and power, black family. And this song right here is called Stay Woke. And as y'all know, our beloved brother, grandmaster teacher, Dick Gregory, he always raised the vibrational pitch of our people. And it's because of him, individuals such as myself will continuously be a social justice warrior and always stay woke and always fight for freedom, justice, and equality and the liberation of black people. Peace and power, family. That's going to be it for us right here. Next week, I will see you family. And hopefully, I have both of my lovely co-hosts. And if I don't have both of them, maybe I'll have one of them here with me next week. Shout out to Queen Fumi and also Ashton Breon, my two beautiful, lovely co-hosts. 
Before we get up out of here, we're going to pour out some libations for the Grandmaster Teacher, Dick Gregory. To all our African ancestors of antiquity who developed great knowledge and gave civilization to the world, your will to be lives in me, Ashe. To all our ancestors who were fortunate to be buried on the soil of Alkibiland, Africa, our motherland, your will to be lives in me, Ashe. To all our ancestors who were lost and killed during the voyage of the Middle Passage, your will to be lives in me, Ashe. To all our ancestors who suffered the cruelty of the horrible institution of slavery, racism, segregation, and oppression in North America, South America, Europe, the Caribbean islands, the Middle East, and throughout the world, your will to be lives in me, Ashe. We say thank you, great ancestors, for the precious gift of your blood, sweat, and tears who fought for freedom, justice, and equality. Your will to be lives in me, Ashe. To our ancestors, in your honor, I promise as a descendant and benefactor of your life to uphold truth without fear and to never forget you and your sacrifices as I teach myself and our children to honor and respect you, Ashe. To our ancestors, in your honor, I promise to assume the responsibility in continuing on the path of progress and build up on the foundation you have laid before us, Ashe. To our ancestors, in your honor, I promise to remove the fear, ignorance, shame, and self-hatred of my African history and reclaim the cultural heritage and consciousness of spiritual oneness, Ashe. To our ancestors, in your honor, I promise to continue to build a new world for and with our children based on our traditional cultural principles and values, Ashe. To all the spirits of our individual families, known and unknown, by name and whom we silently remember in our hearts, we praise and honor you. May your spirit be filled with light and progress, and may the light guide us through the fear and ignorance of our times, Ashe. Adupe Ariku Babawa. Thank you by the spirit of our ancestors. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. So shall it be.